Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. I am Pierce Dietrich. You can follow me on Twitter at Race for the Prize today, episode 627. And we're talking Xfinity Series, Silly Season. We talked about the Cup Series. The point of this one, and probably more important than the Cup Series, we're doing some of our homework memorization now so that when you get close to lock one day and you got to remember who was a crew chief and where were they at and how a specific team raced to the specific track because you need a deciding factor, you'll have that locked into your memory bank. So at least you'll be a step ahead and it will save you a little bit of time. Side note, that might not be the best winning strategy. If you come down to who was the crew chief in 2021, you're probably going to lose this slate. Maybe you got to make decisions based on better data points, but you never know. Sometimes they work. And even if it doesn't work, it's fun. And that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of my approach. That's the point of the fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet at raceforthepriz.com, dfsnotes.com. You can buy February for 30 bucks is to have fun. And one of the ways you have fun playing fantasy NASCAR, sure, sometimes you just want the picks because it's been a rough week and you don't have very much time. You got a little bit of time to scramble before a slate locks or you watch a show. That's cool. You're just trying to have fun. You're just trying to get some action. But sometimes you have more time. Sometimes throughout the week, you really want to dig into stuff. And, you know, you got a downtime at work. You got a downtime in the evening or the morning. And you want to look through some NASCAR research and prepare for Friday or Saturday or Sunday slate. That's what I'm here for. I'll give you all the data. Give you all the laps. All of the research and information presented to you. You don't need me. It's about the sheets. You don't need me. You just want the sheets. Give me the money, I give you the sheets, and you can have more fun. It is not very fun to play these fantasy NASCAR slates without data. It is not very fun to play them without spreadsheets. I've heard it from tons of people throughout the years. They're always disappointed when I step away, and then when I come back, like, yes, it's so much more fun. It's so much easier. Now, I'm not going to guarantee you're going to win a bunch of money, and I'm not saying don't go with some of the guys that are just going to give you the picks and the ownerships and the game theory, but... If you want to have fun, really enjoy it, you like digging into stats and stuff like that, racetotheprize.com is for you. There's no commitment, no credit cards. Just PayPal me some money. Venmo me some money. Cash app me some money. And we will get you in the sheets. And you can jump around the sheets. I'll help you out with the sheets. And you'll figure it out. It's pretty intuitive. You'll understand the numbers. You won't have any problem looking at all the lap-by-lap data or the aggregated data to find out like, hey, I mean, look, if you know the difference between green and red, you're going to be fine. I'm not being facetious whatsoever. You know, sometimes people will denigrate, like, oh, your street sheets are too complicated. Because they, you know, they just, for whatever reason, I am dislikable. But at the end of the day, it's color-coded. Green means good. Red means bad. This guy's got a bunch of green. Go for it. This guy's got a bunch of red. Maybe not a good play. Don't have to make it that much more difficult than it is. RaceForThePrize.com, DFSNotes.com, 30 bucks. Let's get into the Xfinity Series. But how about my new slogan? If you want to make money, go with the other guys. If you want to give me money, go with me. That is a terrible slogan. But, hey, you're helping out, man. Like I said before, we need to remodel the kitchen. The wife wants new cabinets. Inflation is expensive. And I'm sure my son's going to find some way to stick it to me over the next couple years. So i got to put some money in the bank. If you could help me out with that, I'll help you out with some picks. Xfinity Series. 
Who do we got this year? What are the changes that we need to know? We'll just start with JSP here. Hey, we got Cole Custer, Jonathan Tony coming back after a championship run. I expected them to run a lot better last year, but nonetheless, Custer gets his championship. As always, the Xfinity Series is a watered-down series. If you've got good equipment, if you've got a above-average driver and a decent crew chief, you should win five to eight races and then compete for a championship. Nothing really changes. Custer should improve this year. I mean, I would imagine after last year, it's only going to get better. The competition, if anything, again, got worse. But we still do need to realize that this is real racing in the Xfinity Series with real cars. And occasionally, you're going to see drivers that you didn't expect to win, win, or crew chiefs that you didn't expect to win, and teams that you didn't expect to win, at least compete strongly because it's a real race car. And it, it, it's not like the Cup Series. We get some real racing, and sometimes that lends itself to either, well, there's two outcomes that can really happen usually. is When you have this Xfinity car, which is an amazing car, and sometimes we get depressed that, oh, man, why don't they run this in the Cup Series? Yeah, that would be great. They used to run this in the Cup Series. But at the same time, you'd step away and say, well, look, here, you got the Cup car. Appreciate it for what it is. And then you got something completely different in the Xfinity Series. If it wasn't for the Cup car having a jump car, we would probably not talk nearly as much about the Xfinity Series. Actually, I mean, I know we wouldn't. If the Cup Series had this car, it would be amazing, and the Xfinity Series would never come up, especially with the talent that is in the Xfinity Series and the situations and the silver spoons and the lack of funding. We would never talk about it. The only way that the Xfinity Series gets elevated in our minds is because it just has a better product. Crazy that, like, you kill one of your products to elevate your lesser product, but hey, that's what it is. Anyway, when you have really good dynamic race cars, they can lead itself, in my book, to outcomes. One, someone absolutely dominates the series. You need a really talented driver, a really talented crew chief, but that's what happens. And look, you, you know, Kyle Bush, when you see these in the past, uh, you know, the Bushwhackers, the Signal Stealers, the, uh, I can't remember what they called them in the Xfinity Series or in the Nationwide. Either way, the guys that would step down, steal races, uh, something like claims, whatever, for Nationwide. Either way, when you had top-tier drivers just step into an Xfinity car, they crushed. So you could have the situation where dynamic cars favor good drivers and good crew chiefs. The other situation is where... You don't have as much talent or crew chiefs. And really, a lot of guys can compete. And it does give this illusion of things being watered down, that no one is really stepping up. But those are really kind of the two things that we see. And someone's saying, like, well, what are the other possible outcomes in any situation? One guy dominates or everyone's kind of, or there's parity, you idiot. There's really only two scenarios in this world. Like, yeah, it's probably about right. Wait a second. Checking my phone. Oh, baby, there it is, 5.50 a.m. here on the East Coast. Not really the East Coast, Ohio. But my school has been delayed two hours. All right, celebration, party time all the time. Well, it's not party time, but nothing better than that as a teacher to get that 5.50 a.m. reminder text that we will be on a two-hour delay. And now, you know, most people are probably in bed because they're normal human beings. They haven't been up since four recording podcasts and 
doing data, but uh, hey, I'm here for you. I'm happy, man. Throw the light. Come on, let's go. <laughs> hey, I'm welcoming you into my life this time. Come on in. The doors are open. What do you want to know about me? Any questions? You want to know the bizarre, wild times? That is race for the prize. You know, DFS been here for over a decade now. Oh my god! And then just my regular life. You want to know it? Let's go for it. Bring it in. My son's name is Donovan. Dono, Donnie, D, he's five years old. He likes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He loves games on his tablet. You got your kid on a tablet. Don't judge me. Don't you dare judge me. Rainbow Friends. What you know about Rainbow Friends? What you know about Garten a Ban Ban? Probably nothing. You are so lucky. Tip to the NASCAR, Sam Mayer back with Marty Lindley. These two worked together way back in the GMS ARCA days. Marty Lindley then went to an unsuccessful run with Kyle Busch in the truck series. But then again, that was a no-practice era. I'm not going to really hold that against him. Sam Mayer really kind of came to life last year, looking pretty good at the road courses. See same mayor, uh, well, he had that Bristol Truck Series win once upon a time. Looks like a good, nice little racer. We'll see how it goes. He could be one of the guys to watch this year. Jesse Love taking a step up after basically bashing heads in the ARCA series for the last couple. I mean, just like annihilating fools. But we have seen that before. We, uh, you know, Todd Gilliland, K&N West, now ARCA series, just slitting throats. But he had better equipment than everybody, running from McAnally. Jesse Love had, I believe it was the Venturi. If it wasn't Venturi, it was Joe Gibbs aligned, and he had the best equipment. Not that he's not a good driver. I had pretty good. I can't remember exactly what he did in the Tulsa shootouts. He did Tulsa shootouts, not the Chili Bowl. He went out there. Fun young driver, getting out there, doing things. Takes over the number two for Sheldon Creed. We'll get to Sheldon Creed in a bit. He's going to go in with Danny Stockman. Stockman has been all over the place over the years. Austin Dillon to Kyle Busch. He's not a nobody. He's not very successful either. We'll see how it works out. Plenty of questions. But something you want to keep your eye on. It'll be really interesting to see what Love can get out of the number two car. We know Creed was fast at times. We also know Creed was going to Creed at times. We saw that play uh, enough in the truck series, and we saw that same thing happen in the, you know what, Dick Childress knew exactly what he was getting, so there's no reason for him to complain. We'll see. Definitely going to be a competitive team. So, so far, we've talked about three teams. All three are contenders to the championship and can win races. Dawson Cram not going to win a race for JD Motorsports. We're not sure who's going to be in the JD Motorsports cars. Occasionally, on a given week, we might get one looks halfway decent and halfway funded and could produce some results. But it's far cry from what JD used to produce about mm, three or four years ago, five years ago, maybe even. They're out there. They're value that we occasionally have to play around with. Typically, in the past, the four car had been the better of the cars, but that really just has not been the case the last couple of years. We'll see. It is full-time. If they've got full-time sponsors, then they are going to be one of the teams that you can count on more. But if that's the case, then you're going to get priced up a little bit more, and you're often going to play in the 
JD car that you don't want. Anthony Alfredo back with our motorsports. Not a bad little driver, not a bad little team. Right around there in that uh, Class B competition. And this is kind of what uh, Tommy Joe Martins would always talk about. There's the Class A, which, you know, the first three drivers that we talked about, that would be the top tier. This is your Class B, kind of like if you're watching the Rolex 24 this weekend, you have the different tiers of cars. Obviously, you know, the LP2 is not going to compete with the LP3s, and the Le Mans car isn't expected to outrun, you know, the state-of-the-art car. Uh, you compete against the cars in your field, and Tommy Joe Martins is a B-Cup driver. NFL Alfredo is in a different race. Now, at times, he is kind of racing for the win, but most of the time, Anthony Alfredo and Tommy Joe Martins are competing with the guys in 17 to 18 19 and just trying to beat those guys in their uh, Class B race. Uh, now, some people might say, oh, dude, our motorsports is better than that. I, I just don't, I don't see it. They're close. They really are close to being, but they're not really. They've been around long enough now over the last couple of years that if they were going to be a Class A, Tier 1 type team, we, we would expect consistent top 10s. And just ask yourself, are you expecting consistent top 10s out of anything Alfredo? No. Are you even expecting top 15s? Nothing against Alfredo. It's just the equipment's not quite there. Now, if you're saying, well, they can get top 20s, okay, yeah, that's Tier B. That's Tier 2. We don't know who's in these cars. They change week to week. The JD car, the green light racing, Bobby Daughter, you know. Algar's back. Algar now has Jim Pullman as his crew chief. Another chance, or this is, he got him last year, right? He used to have uh, Burnett was with him forever, right? And so he switched crew chiefs, had a decent season, law lifer, you know the story. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it matters who crew chiefs for Justin Allgaier. He's going to be fine. He's going to have decent equipment. He's got the brand sponsorship. Will he ever have that amazing breakthrough season? I don't think so. We've been saying that since 2019. Like, this is going to be the year. Allgaier is the guy. He's going to be one of the guys. He's going to win races, but he's not going to be the guy. He's never going to be the guy, but he's good. Got a solid, respectable career. It's going to win you some DFS money this year. You're going to play him some, and he may lose you some money at times. But we haven't seen any real career fall off, and I don't expect to see any in this series. Could happen, but nothing really changes there. Sammy Smith could come over from Toyota, takes a deal with the number eight for Junior Motorsports. I don't think yeah, Adam Wall is a new crew chief. I think he's probably been with Junior Motorsports for a while, but it's never been a crew chief. So, new driver with a team that seems to change every single year. New crew chief. I was never really that impressed by Sammy Smith in the past, but I want to count him out. And Sam Mayer took him a little bit of time to get there, but not really, man. Even Sam Mayer on part-time rides in the Xfinity Series over the last couple of years was pretty solid. We'll see. It's not the easiest situation. Obviously, as a driver, you want to be the same team, the same crew chief, and roll, run it back. You're going to improve easier that way. There's a little bit of transition here. But then again, same stuff, maybe stepping into a better situation. Definitely in Tier 1, not one of my favorites in Tier 1. Let's 
see, I got another remind notification. And my son's school is on two hour delay. Cool. You're a lot less excited about that one. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't even have he doesn't even have school today. He's going on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's kindergarten. Uh, number nine, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones gets a new crew chief. Brandon Jones still with Junior Motorsports. Uh, you know, you want to say, oh, what a disappointment this has been for Jones. Like, what did we expect? We saw what he did at RCR. We saw what he did with Joe Gibbs. What did we expect? What do you expect this year? Same old, you know what I expect to see? Cheesy Brandon Jones Menards commercials. You got that to look forward to, so how about that? Josh Williams, great story, jumping into a really nice car. I've been grinding out for years. The mullet is flying in the background. You can imagine him waving a giant USA flag. He's got himself in a college racing car. Let's see where this goes. Everyone is excited. God, I hope this doesn't go haywire. Doesn't it have the feeling like everyone is behind this? Yeah, Josh Williams, a working man, got himself up to college racing. And then it just goes sideways. God, I hope it doesn't. But this is the best equipment he's ever had. It's not going to be cheap anymore, though. So you're probably not going to be as big of a Josh Williams man when you actually have to pay for him. Haley Deegan, taking the step up. This could be a whole podcast to itself. If I want to do clickbait, I don't want to do clickbait. AM Racing, AM Racing's combined, you know, Truck Series team, Arca Series team, a lot of different guys who've been in the business for years. They got their AM Racing car together. And we'll see how it works out. It's been a halfway decent car. You got a good driver who's got support behind them with Ford. She'll probably bring in sponsorship. So, yes, did she struggle in the truck series? Absolutely. Is the truck series for everyone? No, it's not. It is really a different type of racing. And I'm not surprised sometimes to see that some drivers who want a little more wheel input and want a little bit more difference in equipment just don't do that well. And I know she really didn't do much out in the Canon West days other than get a couple dirty wins. But we've seen her at times show that she is a talented driver. Now, I do start to worry over the last couple of years. She has gone down the influencer rule or her route. Maybe not so much as some of our other favorite female drivers who definitely have gone down the Instagram influencer Ralph, we will not mention their names. You know, they've cost you a lot of money in the truck series before. But Deegan really didn't impress in the truck series. Now she gets elevated in city series. Go cry me river, be upset about it. And then when I mentioned the one time that she did, did run well in the Xfinity series in a car that might sue her, people said, oh, it's just one race. You're overreacting one race. We probably are overreacting one race. Don't know. But she did look good in that one race in 2022 in an Xfinity car. Pretty good car. But she looked good. You're talking about her physical attractiveness or the way that she performed? She looked good. Haley Deegan is just something to watch. Who knows? Uh, you can be negative. And you can be positive. It depends on, you know, if you just got a two-hour delay, you're clearly going to be like, oh, yeah, Haley Deegan. Now, if you got to go to work this morning in the freezing rain, you're like, 
She's going to be a bust. There's no way he's even going to race. Why she get a car? Just because she's a girl. It's just because the patriarchy's got to pay for past sins that we got like Haley D. She's just a girl. She is a girl. I don't think it has anything to do with the patriarchy. I don't think this has anything to do with making up with past sins. The only reason she's getting that ride is diversity, equity, inclusion. I heard about it on the YouTube. You probably did. You might be right. Colleague Racing Chevy, a gentleman who gets a part-time ride. That's interesting. That's great. Number 18, Sheldon Creed. Oh, boy. Uh, Sam McCauley is going to be new as a crew chief. Creed's new. Maybe the fact that you're just, like, throwing these new... Honestly, if I was going to do a situation with Creed, I wouldn't put him into a place that was already stable. I wouldn't put him in to a place that already had their plans. I would find two new people and say, you guys figure things out. Go on out to Applebee's, share some endless wings, bond, bro it out, and figure out a plan on the back of the napkin. And I don't know which one of you is driving home. But I know which one of you is puking. So get Creed and Macaulay together. Maybe some magic happens. I'm really excited to see that. Not a lot of excitement uh, in the Gibbs camp. Well, there's a little bit of excitement in the Gibbs camp. We'll get that in a second. Number 19. Can't really call this an all-star car. And Seth Chavaka, Chavka, new crew chief, because Jason Ratcliffe said, yeah, those bums you made me race with, I'm done. I'm done with this, Joe Gibbs. What did I do to deserve this? What did I do? Me and Christopher Bell were great together. And then you send me to the Xfinity Outpost. You will throw me away. And not only do you throw me away, you make me crew chief Joe Graff Jr. <laughs> and Rackless, I'm done. See, uh, we don't want to be, uh, we'll probably see Rackless come back in the, in the future with a better situation. But you know he didn't want to come back and do Ryan Truex, Joe Graff. Taylor Gray's been pretty good. William Sawalich, Sawalich, right? I think I'm saying right. Late model racer, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he did some ARCA stuff. Been pretty decent. But, like, yeah. Cool, let's look at Joe Graff's shoes again. No, not for me. That is embarrassing. Can you believe it? This is not an all-star car. This is purely a rental car. <laughs> Joe, I mean... Hertz should sponsor this thing, right? Absolutely. Rent-a-car. Hertz rent-a-car. Uh, the 20 with Joe Gibbs. So we're going to get some Nemechek. We're going to get some Alvin Marwalt. Tyler Allen. Not a lot of crew chief work. Interesting to see how that goes. There's your all-star car. You know, I don't really think of Alvin Marwalt. Actually, though, in this field, it be fun to watch. I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I'm not excited to see that. I'm excited to see Nemechek and Alvin Marwalt doing some races. Austin doesn't come back. Tier one looks awesome. Very impressed. Very amazed. I look, this is one of the things I do with Victory Lap on often, 2019. Listen to the podcasts on spreadsheets. I was very dismissive of Austin Hill. All I won Daytona. Who effing cares? He's not really that good. He didn't deserve this Hattori truck ride. Halfway through the season, he's got some talent. Let's kick and drive. By the end of the season, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Very good. Rookie season, he, really it wasn't even his rookie season because his rookie season was with Young Motorsports. But in that first year in a real ride, this kid's got it. 
and he absolutely showed it in his truck years, and he's shown it early in his cup in his Xfinity years. Looks like we don't know who's with Sam Hunt in the 24, but the 26 is going to be Corey Heim and Jeffrey Earnhardt. So Earnhardt just occasionally gets those Toyota rides. Interesting thing, like Earnhardt was in a lot of optimal lineups to close out last season. Another guy that we're always rooting for. He's always another one of those guys that we're playing too often. But if you were playing him a bunch at the end of last season, it really helped you out. Always rooting for him. He's got a couple decent rides with Toyota. He even got the JGR rides a couple times. This is a halfway decent Toyota racing development. I don't even know if it's a racing development, but halfway connected Toyota team. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're, uh, they're connected to TRD, Alice Salisbury. Kruheim, young up-and-comer. I wouldn't imagine that Toyota's going to put him in junk. He's their full-time truck guy, so keep your eye on it. But, again, we've seen John Hernimacek at times with the Sam Hunt car, really good, good performances in 2022, and then we saw the times where it wasn't quite there. Uh, we just got to wait and see how each of these drivers approaches it. Uh, we saw a lot of guys jump into the Sam Hunt cars and get nothing. But then again, Nemechek just knew how to push him. Burden back with Anderson. You got your whole Sieg stable of Kyle Sieg, Blaine Perkins, Parker Retzlav. Young kid that we loved. Love to see what his development's going to look like moving forward. But Retzlav's with Jordan Anderson. Be fun to watch that. Gase is Gase. McLaughlin's going to be back with RSS Racing. Usually sub 5,000, and he's going to hit a couple optimal lineups every season. If you want to know how many optimal lineups he is in, it's in the Fancy NASCAR spreadsheet, racesurprise.com, dfsnooks.com. Spreadsheet is very useful for looking up those data points. You don't have to wait for me to tell you how many optimal lineups he was in. You don't have to wait for me to say in a show how many optimal lineups Kyle C was in. I give you the sheet, and you can do it whenever you want. Whenever an idea pops in your head, you look up and like, wait a second. Wasn't he in the – how many – Jeffrey Earnhardt, didn't he close out the season? If you don't have the sheet, you can't look that up. Those are things you can do to spend your time. Those are things you can do to do your research. And you really can't do them unless you have all of the data. And when you have all of the data, maybe I spark an idea in your head. Maybe the idea comes to your head as you're walking along, and you can look it up and do some research and take some notes and have some fun. And think about NASCAR and enjoy NASCAR and enjoy actual racing and data. I think you only get that with the sheets. Otherwise, you're just like, I'll wait for the show to start. And if you're just waiting for the show to start, well, then you don't need to buy anything. If you're just waiting for the show, if you're just waiting for the picks, you don't need to buy anything. What are you buying? What I'm trying to sell is good times. When I think of all the good times that's been wasted, having good times. Eric Burden and the animals, come on. This is a copyright infringement. We've been demonetized. CJ McLaughlin, RSS Racing, Red Sea, RSS Racing, Leland Honeymoon. Sugar Man. What you know about Sugar Man? You watch that documentary? I got that album. Rodriguez. You don't have Rodriguez? Go get the Rodriguez album. Buy that Rodriguez album. Watch Sugar Man, the Rodriguez documentary. Watch the documentary first. You'll be locked. Sugar Man. Leland Honeyman Jr. We'll see how that goes. Young Motorsports take a step up in the Xfinity series. Fun. Interesting. Actually, that's not the same young, is it? Is it the same young? It is the same young. Alpha Prime, Ryan Ellison, that 43 car. Tom Joe Martin's 44 car. Brendan Poole. Typically, the 43 was a little better than the 44. I don't know how much of a difference there will be. Moving forward, as they go year after year, start to bank some cash. Maybe we'll see a little bit more equity in these teams. 
Where's the diversity? Those are both white guys. Well, we're including white guys. Do we get the inclusion? Does that count? Ow! Alpha Prime. Always a fun team. We love Tommy Joe Gordon around here. Big machine racing team out of Nashville, Tennessee. We got the Spike Coolers. We got the Vodkas. We got it all. Parker Clickerman back in that 48. Pretty solid team. Pretty solid equipment. The 48 cars always been. Like going back to the Blake Cook days. Remember the Blake Cook days? Pre-DFS. 48 cars always been a, a fun car to watch in the Xfinity Series. And Parker Clickerman is really taking it to some new levels. Found some pretty solid races. This thing even got a win with the Tyler Reddick in 2022. Not quite Tier 1. Not quite Tier 2. This team is in that limbo range. You know, Alpha Prime are clearly Tier 2 teams. RSS is clearly a Tier 2 team. Big Machine is really close. Jeremy Clements, I would say, is probably Tier 2. There have been times in the past where they were arguably a Tier 1 team or a borderline team. But I feel comfortable saying Tier 2. You know Clements. You know the story. You know the history there. And then another Gase car. We got the... You know, Carl Long in the back, Mike Harmon in the back, BJ in the back. Don't get this fancy little thing. The 81 out of Joe Gibbs Racing, Chandler Smith, will drive full time. The last time we saw an 81 was with Jeff Earnhardt, and it was no bueno. But, look, Chandler Smith, you got him back at Toyota. We are rocking and rolling. He is a very talented racer. You've been in on this. You remember the Gateway Days in the Truck Series in 2019. The Iowa days in the truck series in 2019. The kids got it. You remember looking at his ARCA stats. You watched his truck struggles during the COVID era without practice. And you said, what if? Saw him take a step forward in the truck series. Saw him move up and be quite competitive with colleague. Now he's going to go to Joe Gibbs. Reunites with Toyota. Jeff Mindering, not really the greatest crew chief. But to be honest with you folks, you look across the board at the crew chiefs in the Xfinity series, who you like? I'm pausing for dramatic effect, but also allowing you to say something. Is there really a crew chief in this series, this season, this season, that stands out as, oh, this guy is just head and shoulders above the field? Not Really, a series load up. My son is waking up, so guess what? We get to close the podcast now early. Good raceforprize.com, bfsnotes.com, 30 bucks in the month of February. Please join, please support the son who is now about to get two waffles, a milk, maybe a yogurt, and a banana. Love you guys. Did I, just, did I really just say that? 